Hello and welcome to the Post Up Podcast. This is Cyrus. I am here with Kaunda. We are the all-stars of the NBA scene in the African continent. Kaunda, how are you? I'm doing better than the Lakers, Cyrus. How are you doing? I mean, that doesn't take a heck of a lot these days, you know. So, in essence, what you're saying is you're winning. Yes. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. I'm winning too. Post Sometimes, up stays winning, I bro. Mean, that, that is it. You know, we're playing in the post, <laughs> playing in the paint and, and making our shots. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we are on to what is going to be a really red hot, scorching, scalding uh, podcast this week because we're going to be talking about the biggest trade deadline deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the red hot ones, some of the, the ice cold misses. And then also we'll be talking about the All-Star Game draft um, as it happened with uh, LeBron James and Kevin Durant picking their teams. And that was, it was fun to watch. KD was squirming. Incredible. We'll talk about that when we get there. And we'll also have our post-up you, betting you, you need to buy KD a sense of humor, though. Look, that guy is as serious as it comes, eh? But yeah. He's more serious than than Yanis is in an All-Star game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that came up. Um, but then also, one of the other things we'll discuss is the post-up betting corner powered by Betcoza, where we look at five games for you to watch and take a bet on this weekend. Uh, but we, before we get into everything... Make sure you interact with us on our socials at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook, and you can visit postupzone.com for all things MBA from an African perspective. Kaunda, there is so much to unpack here. This might be a bumper uh, podcast, so I hope everybody's got their listening headsets on and, and sitting comfortably. Sorry, uh, just we, we've got in. more luggage than a Kardashian. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Junk in the trunk. Okay, I mean, I hear you. No, that's Uh, not where I was going. I I was thinking Kardashians uh, on a holiday. But hey. Okay, I get you. Baggage, maybe. (laughs) Um, Look, this trade deadline was one of the the most exciting ones. And there was a lot of anticipated deals. Obviously, there's one that was the marquee deal. And we'll start with that being the Ben Simmons trade. Everybody wanted to know, is Ben Simmons going to get moved? And people were like, oh, it's going to happen. Daryl Morey was like, no, we're happy to hold on to him. And then all of a sudden, the rumbling started in terms of James Harden's unhappy. And then we have that bumper deal. We've yep. got James Harden and Ben Simmons swapping teams. Harden going to uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. Ben Simmons going to the Brooklyn Nets. And a lot of pieces around them as well. So going with Ben Simmons is Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and the 2022 first-round pick. Um, there's a whole bunch of, 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 of technicalities around the picks and stuff. But the players themselves, are, I mean, are really, really great. When you look at Curry, Drummond, and Simmons going to, to Brooklyn. Then you've got Harden with Paul Millsap going to Philly. Um, Kaunda, what are your thoughts on this deal? I think the, the Brooklyn Nets won. Th- th- that's what I think. It really looks like it, b- right? B- because, uh, first of all, with enough respect to, to James Harden, he was very unhappy. At the uh, at the Brooklyn Nets, and I think he just didn't want to publicly request a trade. That's what was reported. Yeah, yeah re- re- you know, uh, according to reports, obviously things happened in the background, and uh, to 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 a certain extent, I don't I don't I don't blame him, Cyrus. I mean, he's not young anymore. Mm. Yeah, he would love to get a ring. He tried his best uh, in Houston. He tried the 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 Westbrook combo. He tried the Chris Paul combo. He tried other combos. They just the, didn't work. Howard, I think he tried stuff, yeah. tried Howard. So. He goes to to Brooklyn, right? And he, he, on paper, Cyrus, they have yeah. one of the greatest big threes in NBA yeah. history. Yeah, they without a the, doubt. The greatest scorer at the moment in the league in Kevin uh, Durant. Yeah. They had one of the top three-point guards at the moment, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. It, Kyrie, it, it, yeah. Yeah, top two even. Because I, I would go Steph Kyrie before okay, I go I mean, to Dave. I, I hear you. So yep. top two point guards. Then, then you have uh, James Harden who can play point, who can play shooting guard. 
and one of the best in the league as well. Mm. And, and there you go. Like, no, it, it, it seemed three. like a, a massive three-headed monster that really couldn't be beaten. Then comes and Kyrie's then issues. Well, I mean, look, let's even go before the, the Kyrie's issues, right? I mean, uh-huh. the, the frustration must have come from last season, um, even with, you know, the injury stuff. Harden's yeah. uh, hamstring, you know, playing a, a tune like a guitar, um, Kyrie's ankle and, and mm-hmm. other issues. And, and then, you know, Kevin Durant trying his absolute best to, to will this team to something. And um, we, we fast forward to, to this season, Kyrie not wanting to get vaccinated, yeah. that having its knock-on effect. And, and that in particular seems to be what has underlined Harden's frustration, where he's like he's having to carry so much. Because once Kevin uh, went out injured, yep. everything was on James Harden again. And that wasn't what he'd signed up for, especially no. with the wear and tear in his body at the moment. So, Absolutely. you know, it's, it's a really tough one. But doesn't this also kind of look like, okay, you've gone from a situation where Kevin Durant, yes, he's got some injuries and he's struggling with one right now, yep. but you're going to a Joel Embiid who's playing sensational basketball, but also has his own injury issues. Um, so I don't know if that's, that's necessarily something that's playing on his mind. Look, I, I, I think more it's that could be something playing on his mind, but I think the bigger issue there is the Kyrie situation yeah. as well. Because yeah. uh, KD being injured, there's nothing you can Isn't do about happening. that. You, yeah. you pick up injuries, just like James Harden picked up his injury last season, yeah. and Kyrie stepped... And, and currently has, ha- has, has a hamstring. But, but that, that his hamstring injury follows him around like, you know, like, like a whoa. puppy. <laughs> it, 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 it's always there and ready to bark, you know. Yeah. Uh, but last season, you saw what happened. Kyrie lands on Yanis's foot. Problems. Mm. Uh, James Harden himself, uh, hamstring yeah. uh, problems. So um, I think, Cyrus, if you ask me, it, it's more the Kyrie issue where he's like, I can understand when somebody's injured, they're injured. You know, yeah. that's KD. But you're choosing. But you're choosing. And then I took a, a vaccine injection to come to New York to New York and play in Brooklyn. And and all of a sudden, I'm having to carry so much, and then because of your decision, because of your decision, and you know, if we have, if we make it to the playoffs, which they potentially will, you're not playing any of the home games unless the the, the vaccine it's, it's, mandate it's, gets yeah. overturned in New York State. And you know, I think James was just sitting there, was like, you know, this is Houston all over again. Yeah, I'm frustrated. Yeah. I'm the de facto leader most of the time. and oh. I'll throw another wrinkle in there for you, right? Because I was thinking about this overnight, that one of the things that they also kind of m- might have done to help James Harden in the transition was hire Mike D'Antoni last season, who was on the coaching staff. Yeah. D'Antoni's left, and you've now got this second-year head coach in Steve Nash yeah. with his coaching staff, and maybe that could be something as well where Harden's just like, I don't even know or like most of the people that I'm working with. And this just isn't working for me. Yeah, look, Cyrus, that, that that's on James Harden's side. But but then again, James Harden is a great player, mm. but I don't think he looks after himself as well as he should. I mean, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna compare him to to LeBron, and you know, besides just the amount of money he spends on the body, but just looking at the his, mindset, the mindset, and the, the the work ethic and exercise regimes and all that kind of stuff. James Harden doesn't strike me as that guy. Look, I he, think, he might not be. I, I think James Down, J- James Harden, sorry, you see, I almost called him James Brown. Yeah. James Harden leaves the 50-50 club and, and goes straight to the <laughs> locker room, showers, and he's on the floor. Because the thing about guys like James Brown, he's a pure hooper. Or James Harden. I mean, James yeah. Harden, sorry. He's a pure hooper, right? So whenever you... machine. No, no, no. That's James Brown. <laughs> James Harden, you can wake him up in the middle of the night and he'll hoop. 
Yeah. So he can leave the club and go hoop. Look, I think so, the thing here is, uh, to your point about the conditioning, right? He yeah. definitely doesn't seem to be in the best shape ever. Uh-huh. And I don't know if that changes if he goes to Philly. I mean, you know, he's been there. He's been you in You know the, the, the Philly cheesesteaks. I mean, look, there's a whole <laughs> bunch, but there's a whole bunch of stuff. Don't tell he, Zion. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I think you might know. Too late. Um, but the other, the other part of this is, as much as people have said, okay, the Nets won, Simmons hasn't played at all this year. Yeah. Right. And, you know, there's this expectation, well, oh, he's been working out and doing all of that stuff. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're game ready or mm-hmm. game fit. Yeah. You might be fit enough to run around with guys, but it gets hectic out there. Yeah. And the other thing about it is that you still have the same situation that they were facing when Harden was there, which is Kevin Durant is currently injured mm-hmm. and didn't want to speak about his injury uh, when they were doing the draft last night. And then Kyrie Irving is still unvaccinated. Yeah, which then means Ben Simmons has to come in and lead that team. He can do it, but the other thing about Simmons is you, you try to force him to take shots, and then you you're faced with the exact same problems like before. So I love that him, uh, Simmons, KD, and uh, and Kyrie, as well as Seth Curry, as well as potentially the return of Joe Harris, as mm-hmm. well as Patty Mills. That yeah. is incredible roster that they can call. Th- that's firepower. Yeah, and we so. haven't even spoken about Blake. Uh, or or Mark, uh, or Marcus Aldridge. Aldridge. Yeah, because because you got two walking double doubles in the paint at the moment, which is Andre Drummond mm. and, and Lamarcus Aldridge. Those are yeah. two walking double doubles in the paint. And and, and and Aldridge doesn't really give you much rim protection, but he certainly rebounds the ball well. Absolutely. And Drummond gives you a little bit of both. Yeah, he gives you a bit of both. So, okay, Cyrus, let's let's let, let's now pull it back a little bit. Yeah, and say who do you think won the trade? So interestingly, right? I I would say Let's the look Nets at the won pieces. this. Let's I think look at the, the Nets pieces. won this because of what it does for their roster. Okay. I think that it isn't it's like I've seen some people saying it's a win-win, and mm-hmm. I actually agree with that. I think that you know maybe the the Sixers having to give up picks, having to 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 accept that James Harden isn't you know the James Harden of like 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that stuff can play in in sort of the Nets' hands in terms of who won the trade. But the other thing for me is look at how Harden works on this Philly team, mm-hmm. and and what he brings to them is actually a heck of a lot of of, of versatility because he's not just a point guard um, or a shooting guard. He does both. He's leading the league in assists right now, right? Mm-hmm. And that's something that they didn't have from any of the other players that they had. He has the ability to then play on ball or off ball, yeah. not necessarily give you the defense. But when you look at just how well he can be integrated, imagine him playing with Tyrese Maxey. Maxey, uh, you know, the, the the main ball handler as the one and, mm-hmm. and Harden playing the two. If he plays off and, and they, they, they're screening for him, then Maxey either has the ability to 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 attack the paint yep. or you, you're kicking out to James Harden, who's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. So yep. when people say, yes, they lost Seth Curry, yes, that's a massive piece to lose. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it from a mechanics perspective, Harden gives you some of Curry's shooting, right? Yep. Then he also gives you some of Ben Simmons' assisting yep. because when Simmons was playing, that was what he was really great at, and Harden can assist too. Then let's say you play Harden at the one, 
you can then bring Matisse Thybul in to play the two to give you that defense. Yeah. So they've got the ability to really sh- uh, change things around a little bit. And that's what I like about Funny this how deal. Y- you haven't mentioned Embiid in all of that. No, no. And this is the best part. <laughs> I was like, I'm wow. talking about it from a guard perspective, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so when so you look you're at it from a guard perspective, yeah. okay. Okay. you know, you look at how those, those combinations work. Now mm-hmm. let's throw Joel Embiid into the mix, right? Yeah. And you could play pick and roll with Embiid. You could yep. actually do a pick and pop. You could do all sorts with them because what Embiid also gives you is a big that stretches the floor. Mm-hmm. And so that also creates some space for Harden if Embiid pushes himself out to the, the perimeter. Harden is not the kind of guy who hates attacking the paint. No, he's not like, shy to drive, no. And he's great at the free throw line. Yep. Which is something so he can that draw fouls galore. And, and is he not one of the kings of drawing fouls? Yep. And that's where he picks up most of his points. And that's one of the key things when it comes to playoff basketball, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I look at this and I say, you can the the Sixers now have the ability to win games in many different ways. Yeah. Not just give the ball to Joel and hope for the best. Yeah. Because Seth Curry is a great player, one of the best three point shooters in the league right now. Mm-hmm. But his his role in that team has generally been one dimensional. He plays and he shoots, and that's basically it. Harden can drive. He can shoot. He can pass. He's great at the free throw line. So that versatility is really what the, the Sixers are, are most excited about. And we're not even talking about the fact that Paul Millsap is there to just put on a uniform. Look, <laughs> listen, respect we, we haven't respect. We haven't even mentioned Tobias Harris. No, no, uh, no let's who, not mention Tobias Harris. I, I was hoping he, he would be in the trade, but that, that's too. another story for another day. But Cyrus, you know, I agree with you 95% because the other 5% is I wish James Harden was more of a 3 and D guy. Because I think what what's happening is they're losing that defense that 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 that, that Ben Simmons would have given them. Mm-hmm. Which, but the the funny thing is though, Cyrus, I've seen tapes on this, and Harden can be a good defender he's when he not wants to be. He's a bad defender. Yeah, when he wants to, he defends pretty well, and he's got sneaky hands that 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 will steal mm-hmm. a ball from a from a from from an opponent. But sometimes he just doesn't feel like doing it. He's he he concentrates a lot on his offense and. He lets the it's other guys do the defense because exactly. you know that, that that's his tool. But like I said, I agree with you ninety five percent. I take away the five percent because they're they're taking away the defense that Ben Simmons brought. Well, oh, definitely when but, he was but, playing. But, but that's exactly it. Is now, when you look at it, the Sixers have been playing this entire season without Ben Simmons, and where are they in the conference? You know, yeah, because because they've, they've got a, they've got that Cameroonian cannon. And and so my point is. Do you then look at something as being like, okay, but they've lost this piece when they've b- done well without that piece? True that. But they could have done better with that piece had it been in the mix. So I believe, I, I, first look, I was like, uh, the 76ers got fleeced. Mm-hmm. But then again, no. They, they they actually got some nice pieces in. Millsap coming off the bench is okay. He'll give you he, single he could, digits, but. And, and replace some of the Tobias digits. Harris he, stuff with. Yeah, you yeah. know, he's like Tobias Harris 2.0. 2.0, right? Mm-hmm. But but what you get in James Harden is a, is is an all right hooper, top grade, uh, you know, a guard, top grade player yeah. overall. But then again, let's go to the net, Cyrus. Look at the amount of firepower they have now. Tons, uh, uh, you know, assumed tons. Because if you're talking, about, first of all, defensively, we we spoke about Andre Drummond. They they get a walking double double to go with the other walking double double mm-hmm. that they have. Now, you've got Seth Curry. Yeah. Steph's brother, Dell's son. Yeah. What more can we say? It's in the blood. <laughs> no, he shoots. The he man shoots. shoots. And and he, he will give them the production they're lacking from Joe Harris. Yes. 
right? And and he's he's proven to be very efficient and and very uh, consistent, and and yeah. that's one of the main things for them. So I'm I'm with you. I'm and, with you. And if Ben Simmons, I think with a chip on his shoulder, because now he's got to play with that chip on his shoulder. Yeah. If he comes back as a better Ben Simmons, this could be fantastic for the Nets, Cyrus, because they need a different Ben Simmons because. Kyrie isn't going to be playing all the games. And for the meanwhile, like you rightfully pointed out, KD's not there. Yeah. So they need, I mean, but then again, Cyrus, has Ben Simmons got leadership temperament? So that's the other question. I don't think he has. And I I think the other thing about Simmons, though, is that as much as he can be, I mean, he's a great hooper. There's no question, right? Yeah. But his skill set is something that is, really really great when you look at it from you know like okay he's great defensively i mean one of the best he can guard one through five right yep. um, and that's what the nets have really well been, he, he's been an all defense with. multiple all defensive team yeah, uh you know selection but it's it's in his offensive stuff that where things become really tricky because when kd's out right yeah. um and you've got Kyrie doing his thing, you've got a lot of offense from him. You've yeah. got Seth Curry there, he can do a heck of a lot. Yeah. And Simmons can also then cover for some of the defensive frailties of those guys. Mm-hmm. But it's integrating him into the system, trying to get him um, up to, to game fitness and game readiness. And then we don't we also don't know what his his, his mental situation is like because he's been out with mental health issues. Yeah. Um, we don't know um, if that was you know, a smoke screen to get a move going or that he's really struggling with stuff. And yeah. so there's a lot that we're assuming here. But but as you said, if we're getting the best Ben Simmons, then that really is a piece that should elevate this Nets team to the next level. I think, though, there's a, a weird streak of chaos running through that Brooklyn team with interesting personalities, yeah. people with, with points to prove. And, and at the end of the day, it all comes down to KD. Because yeah. I don't know if Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving is enough to win a championship, even with those pieces around them, the Seth and the Drummond and the, the Joe Harris or whoever mm. else, you know, uh, Cam Thomas. And I, I just don't know if those guys could beat the Bucks. But when you throw KD in there, mm-hmm. then this is really the favorite. Yeah, Cyrus, look, I, I like the way you put the fact that in interesting personalities, uh, you know, might cause chaos. But I might get flack for this, but that's the kind of guy I am. Wouldn't you have said the same thing about the 98 Bulls? No, you probably would have when you're talking about the fact. You know, you're jo- Jordan at, is KD, who, who is the, the, the leader, right? The, the, then you've got Dennis Rodman, who is... Yeah. I'd say Rodman was the volatile was Kyrie. hothead, right? Yeah. Yeah. Rodman is Kyrie, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and Scotty so, Pippen, always the bridesmaid. Who, who is going to be Ben Simmons. Yeah. So, look, sometimes where you see chaos, they, they might be a good coach it's, or a great coach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now respect to Phil Jackson, can bring that together and make it work. Yeah. Is Steve Nash uh, Phil Jackson? No. And and so that's the next point. Bit uh, of a height difference. There. Heck of a, well, there's that. But <laughs> but there's a, there's a lot of stuff to deal with uh, yeah. from, from, you know, the, the sort of Nets perspective. Because there's also the coaching side of it. Yeah. And let's say there's, there's, there's weird coaching decisions being made. Does this team come together? They've already showed that they 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 don't mm-hmm. in terms of the guys that they've had in the past. But I think we're going to have to leave this trade where it is and park that because we've got to move on to a couple of the other trades here. Um, I think one of the biggest ones has to be the Pacers trade um, with the Kings. 
and and those six players swapping places where you have Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson going from the Sacramento Kings to the Indiana Pacers and going in the opposite direction was DeMontis Savonis, Jeremy Lamb, Justin Holliday, and a, 20, a 2027 second-round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, the Kings were absolutely torn to shreds when this trade went down. Yep. Everyone was like, you traded Halliburton? Are you mad? I mean, some people even suggested that they should have let go of De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I remember seeing seeing those tweets like they should have just let Fox go. You know, you, you why Halliburton? He, yeah. he he's a better, he's got a better ceiling, you know, no, better I mean, future it, prospect. It, and I'm like, exactly. really? Well, but this is the thing: you look at what his numbers are like right now, and what yeah. is his second season, his sophomore season, mm-hmm. and he's actually looking really good, looking like a really great prospect in the NBA. Um, and loved being in Sacramento, wanted to do well there. Yeah. But then I also look at it and I say, this is a Kings team who want to win now. Yeah. They want to try and get into this this playoff uh, places. That's why they fired um, the previous coach, Luke Walton. That's why they're trying to get you know the pieces that they're getting now. And when you look at that first game that Sabonis played for the Kings, he was sensational. Cyrus, I, I think that's why they, they, they got him. I think that, that's one of the pieces they needed. Enough respect to, well, Tristan Thompson, wow. Uh, <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton, yeah. No respect to him. But but Cyrus, DeMantis Sabonis, besides being that big man in the paint that will give you great rebounds, will give you great points, but his court vision is also He's great, passing. Cyrus. He's passing. He's passing. He, is, he, he will make you look great. I, I saw that in the game. I was like, wow. Is it the African rookie, I forget his name, who was just having a dunk of a night? Chumezi Metu. Did you see what he did for Chimezi yeah. that that night? He, he was just like, yo, Chimezi, uh, it's your birthday. <laughs> but but that's, that's the thing. In all of these discussions, in all of this stuff about letting Halliburton go, Demantis Sabonis is a two-time All-Star. Yep. And, he's a, and there's a reason why. He's got the skill set. He's got the ability. He plays at a high level. This guy is an upgrade. Yep. Yes, he's not as young as Halliburton, and Halliburton's future might be brighter, but they want to win now. They've yep. got a, an All-Star. In, in this trade, it makes sense for the Kings. And when you look at how that fit, I mean, it was almost seamless. Mm-hmm. Him and, and, and Darren Fox hugged him at the end of that game. Like, bud, we are now a team. We yeah. can do things. And, and when you look at the likes of Justin Holliday and Jeremy Lamb, these guys can really contribute on this team as well. Off the bench, Cyrus. And they were starters, I think, in their... Fr- no, no, Justin was the starter. Yeah, Jeremy came Jer- off the bench. Jeremy Lamb, and wasn't p- playing that much when Rick Carlisle uh, went through to the Pacers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was pieces that the Pacers were okay with letting go. Yeah. They could be really good squad depth for, for the Kings who are really no, trying the, to make they, a push. No, they're going to be... And, and Cyrus, I think, this is the opportunity. And, and, and I like the, the fact that uh, they've got your uncle there coaching. Yeah, Alvin Gentry, one of your favorite coaches. You know, because the the Kings and and I have had their troubles and have struggled for many a season. Yeah, and I think this is their opportunity to to have a, an interesting uh, postseason berth and, and be the Kings of old. Look, th- those old Kings managed to get into the the the, the, the finals. <laughs> they, they haven't they haven't been in the playoffs since the conference like finals. Sorry. years. Yeah. 14 years to not make the playoffs is a heck of a long time. Well, Cyrus, until last year, what did the Suns go for? No, exactly. Exactly. I mean, and they made it all the way to the finals. So, so I'm, not, I'm not saying the Kings are going to go that way, yeah. but you got to start from somewhere. And, you, and you know you, what I mean? You got to also put that winning mentality in. There's yeah. one other thing about um, because staying with the Kings, and I think that's what we should do here. They went and made another uh, big trade in a four team trade. And this one in particular was interesting because it had stuff that, that we'll, we'll talk about for the Bucks. And yeah. that was the one where um, the. 
Bucks got Serge Ibaka from the Clippers. The Kings got Dante DiVincenzo from the Bucks. Trey Lyles and Josh uh, Jackson from the um, Pistons, and and I I think they were both in the Pistons. And then the Clippers receive Rodney Hood, Samuel Jelle, and then the and and uh, sorry, the Clippers receive Rodney and Sammy, and then the Pistons receive Marvin Bagley, which was something that the Kings have been wanting to try and do was to get rid of Bagley, then mm-hmm. num- that number one pick, uh, number two pick that they made a couple of seasons ago, and I think adding DiVincenzo so, to the Kings is another solid move. Can I say Marvin Bagley has been baggage? Yes, he has. He <laughs> has. Um, he hasn't gotten the bag yet. But but what's interesting for the Pistons is that they have the number one pick um, from last season and yep. all this season in, in Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham yeah. And now they've got a number two pick from previous seasons in Marvin Bagley. So, you know, they've got some young talent on this roster that they could really try and push forward. I mean, we haven't even spoken about Killian Hayes, who's also young and was a high pick. I think he was a seventh pick uh-huh. for them. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, really interesting things happening in, 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 in Detroit. But to go back to the Kings. So when you look at it, they've now got Josh Jackson, Trey Lyles, neither of whom might be on this roster for, for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, who they tried to sign a couple of seasons ago. Well, actually, it was last season in that Bogdanovich trade that mm-hmm. you know then got canceled because of, of tampering and all sorts of stuff. And Bogdanovich also saying, who said I want to go there? Um, <laughs> This could be the remaking of the Kings as as that laughingstock of a franchise if they can utilize all of these pieces that they have effectively. Yeah. Davion Mitchell was one of the, the players that they decided they wanted to keep as the as the rookie. He is really incredible on defense and is growing his offensive game game by game. But then you've also got a Dante DiVincenzo who gives you some fairly good on ball defense as well. Yep. Um and, and is a good shooter. I, I was three. about to say and some decent shooting as well. And and has that experience. Yes, he missed out on, on the championship run through injury for the Bucks last season, mm-hmm. but he brings that kind of, of, of intelligence to this Kings team who could really ra- rally around each other. And and when I look at like the Kings now, I'm thinking, this is not a laughing stock of a team. Not anymore, Cyrus. I, I think they've managed to pull off some clever moves in this trade, and, 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 and I think they're going to be uh, quite a nice force to be reckoned with in the hardcore West. Yeah, I, I agree. And the team to really worry in this instance, is the LA Lakers. Because if you're looking at the Kings, and the Kings are trying to make a run now, mm-hmm. they're in 12th place as we record this, sitting you know, a couple of games back of um, the Pelicans. I think it's a couple, yeah, two games back from the Pelicans in 10th place. And the Pelicans are a half, well, oh, they're a couple of games behind the, the, the Lakers and Clippers, who, you know, that, that, play-in, that play-in game becomes a real big deal. And there's teams who have really taken a lot of of of, of chances, like the Pelicans. Cyrus, do, do you really think the Lakers are worried anymore? Well, let's put it I, this I way. I think they've made peace with their mistake. No, I think that they've made <laughs> peace with what they've got. Yes. They couldn't find better deals. Yes. But the thing is, I don't think the Lakers have made peace with the fact that they might miss out on the playoffs. No, I think they have. I am positive they have not. When you've got LeBron James there, he didn't come to play regular season games alone. He wants to play in the playoffs. And they're only, I mean, if you look at it, they're they're, um, about 
four, five games, jeez, oh, five games away from from automatic playoff places, mm-hmm. um, they'd, they'd have to do a heck at, of a at lot the current to get pace. There. That's a lot of games for the Lakers. So they might probably then targeting the play-in game, right? Yeah, um, and and that is a crapshoot. Anything can happen there. You just don't know what's going to happen. So the well, Lakers remember have Remember Memphis and Golden State? No, exactly. Anything That's can happen. And, and when you look at the, the teams currently in the play-in game spots, you've got the Timberwolves, you've got the Clippers, you've got the Lakers, you've got the Pelicans, right? Mm-hmm. Just behind them, you've got the Blazers, Kings, and Spurs who are all pushing to get in there. And the Blazers will probably drop because they're really not necessarily a, a great team, though they beat the Lakers the other day. But then you've got the Kings... And the Pelicans, I think for me, are, are, the, are the two that are, will be battling each other to try and see who really gets into the play-in game. Mm-hmm. And the Kings really want this. The Pelicans yeah. uh, GM also knows his butt is on the line if he doesn't get in there. So the Kings, yeah, I don't think that they're, they're, they're laughing stocks at present. I think they've done some good business, but they've got to do the work on the court. Let's talk about the Bucks now. And do you think that them signing Serge Ibaka is a good move, a bad move, or you just like, let's wait and see? They put more chocolate no, I won't go there. They <laughs> they added more Africa to the that Bucks. They did, you know. That they did. Uh, uh, the Bucks are Africa rich, so they just thought, mm. like, let's even add an African chef I in, mean, into the mix. You know, you know? He, he doesn't wear clothes; he he does art. So you know, he's interesting guy. But let's let's look at the on court stuff. Look, he, he he's no longer the Sergi Blocker of old. Yeah. The the guy from. Uh, the, the Toronto Raptors and and a little bit at the Orlando Magic and and the Thunder I mean, uh, and OKC okay, so yeah. uh, well that that that, that is highlight yeah. Sergio Blocker but he he's still efficient Cyrus I mean mm. I mean I know uh, at the beginning of this season he he had to go to the G League to get his form back a little bit he was bit. working his way back from yeah, injury he, he had a bit of issues with that uh, he didn't like that thing but he's still Sergio Blocker Cyrus and and, mm. and and I think uh, as a second unit guy. He, he 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 can give you some good minutes. He he'll give you some good rim protection. He, he he's he's got great defensive presence. He he's not the biggest volume shooter or, no. or, or scorer, but, but what he'll give you defensively and, and in some intangibles will be great. And I think the Bucks have uh, are missing first of all um, um, the big Brook Lopez. Brook Lopez uh, due to injury, and I think due to the operation, he'll be out for most of the season. So. With them uh, maintaining that we plant trees, look, they had to go yeah. for someone like Serge Ibaka, you know. He, he spaces well. Yep. He gives them the size that they need at the five. Um, and he'll rotate with Greg Monroe. Can't believe we're saying that. But he'll be rotating with wow, him. in the moose. You know, the, exactly. I, exactly. I thought he would be playing in the big three by now, but l- that's another story. Well, the moose was out of the league for a long time, and he's back in, in, in Milwaukee. Um, but I think Serge Ibaka would be a good piece for, for, for the Bucks because he does give them spacing. He does give them a little bit of... A, of 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 not quite rim protection but defensive presence um and it, it means Giannis doesn't have to play all of those minutes Look, at the five when he turns on the blocker every now and then he, he does get that rim protection going no definitely uh, it's just that you know having had back surgery all of that yeah. stuff he's not quite the same look, player look he's not clint capella no no not yeah. at all but, <laughs> but i will say this though that as much as the bucks have loved having bobby portis there he's mm-hmm. also kind of hamstrung them because he's been playing minutes at the five and not necessarily doing as much uh-huh. i think ibaka comes in and plays some of those minutes at the five that that portis might be forced to 
and that really helps this team out. And I think that the the, the Porter's Ibaka minutes will be really important when Giannis yeah. has to have a rest. And I think that's why this might work. But um, I, li- I like what Portis has been doing though. No, he, he's, uh, and you know, I, I adopted well. him as a Zambian. Yes, yes, I, I call him Mr. Lusaka. So <laughs> I, I, I like Bobby Portis. He's got that heart, heart of a lion. He so really he does. just goes in. He really does. But I, I think that the, the Bucks need more. Yeah. And, um, and Ibaka really helped them. So I want to f- round off the, the trade deadline discussion with a couple of, of moves. Um, Montrez Herald to the Hornets. What do you think of that? I think it's a great move. I mean, I mean, those guys play high energy ball, right? Because mm. if, if you if you look at the mellow, uh, Miles Bridges, uh, yeah, you know that those guys play very high energy ball. And, and who Kelly Uber Jr. Yes, he's there. They 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 play yeah because I you know the juniors sometimes lose me. Uh, <laughs> so they play very high energy ball and I, and I think uh, Montrez is that kind of player. He's 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 obviously older than them. Yeah. So he won't be as quick as they are, but he gets up there and I like the fact that he plays with energy. So he will and fit always in well. Engaged. And always he's engaged. always engaged. And I think he he can be the Draymond Green of any team because he he he's that guy that gets everybody riled up and maybe as the hype guy. Yeah, is. the hype. That's what I mean. No, I didn't yeah. mean like Draymond. Set and what he no, does, I, yeah. mean, I, mean, I mean Draymond Green as the heart of the team that okay. gets them okay. hyped and and you know come on guys we can come back we're only ten points down that kind of thing you know yeah. what I'm saying I think uh, Montrez can be that guy especially with a relatively young squad that they have at mm. the Hornets so uh, Montrez to Buzz City I'm all in yeah I like it too I think it's a lot um, it gives them something completely different to what they have at yes. the moment um, they're still lacking the rim protection he's not a rim protector no. but he's certainly really good around the boards and that's the one thing that's been killing them the rebounding has been absolutely atrocious for for, for the Hornets I like that move um, I want to ask you about one of the other big ones and that's CJ McCollum ending up at the, at the Pelicans uh, what is your thoughts on that because he, he goes to, to um, NOLA with Larry Nance Jr. and Tony Snell and then Josh Hart Thomas Adoransky, Nikhil Alexander Walker, uh, Didi Lozada, and and uh, NAW as they call him has already left <laughs> the Blazers. <laughs> um, but do you think McCollum on the on, on the on the Pelicans is a good move? I mean, he's played one game already and and did pretty well, though the team lost. Cyrus, I, th- th- those moves that you've just mentioned, are, are what I would call in a corporate space, more like lateral moves. Mm, okay, I, I, I don't think either team is gaining much. Yeah, it's it's more like likes for likes. It's only like, a, I I like your red top, so you you come decide, and then we'll give you the guy in the yellow yeah. top. But you you guys have got it, it doesn't similar, change. It too doesn't much. change too much. But 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 I think for you and I have spoken about this a couple of times. The the, the McCullum uh, Lillard combo, they they did everything they possibly it ran could, its course. and it ran its course. And I and I think before even they got tired of each other. It was that time. I, I'm sure, you know, them being the faces of the franchise for so long, there's always that brotherly love that will always be there. But, hey, look, Cyrus, uh, maybe this change will be good for the franchise. And and I think for for, for, for Nola that doesn't really attract top-notch talent, getting a, <laughs> Somebody a CJ, as, as good as CJ yeah. is great. And I think Larry Nance from... From the hops uh, the, uh, point of view, you know, rebounds and mm. a, a, and alley oops and that kind of stuff. Uh, I look. mean, though he's out and there's talk of him potentially getting surgery and that could be season Ish. ending. But I think CJ with that team, CJ uh, Bri- uh, Brandon Ingram and potentially Zion when he comes back, yep. is a really interesting combination of players. And I, I'd love to see what they do when they're all fit and and, and rearing to go. Um, let's round things off here with two more trades. The first one. 
is a really it's a proper head scratcher. Christoph Spozingas, um being traded by the Dallas Mavericks um, to the Washington Wizards for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, Cyrus. First of all. I heard a very nice uh, chirp, if you will, from, uh-huh. from one of the international analysts who said, uh, yes, Kristaps uh, is a unicorn. And uh, one of the things about a unicorn is that you hardly see him. You never see them. You I never see them. Yeah. So that, that, that is close <laughs> to true because, I mean, there was the Kristaps who was in New York yeah. who almost created a similar thing to Linsanity. Well, that's when he became the unicorn. The unicorn. And then when he went to, 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 to Dallas, he sort of like uh, started disappearing. We we, we really didn't know because he was supposed to be like the second best player after Luka Doncic, right? Yeah, and and, and somehow, some way, and, and with all due respect, sometimes Boban Marjanovic played better than him. Whoa, whoa, it, Cyrus! I, I there mean, were times. I hear you. I'm, I'm exaggerating. Yeah, here, but, but, but but I think but it has. You, yeah, no, I but get you know you. what I mean, though. Like he would disappear sometimes. I, there were times where you would wonder if he was in the game, and he yeah. was. And I'm like, but this is a tower. Yeah. He, How do you he, not see a seven foot two, seven foot three guy who, who can who's supposed to be able to shoot relatively well from mid range and mm. sometimes from the three and should be causing trouble in the paint? And I'm like, uh, so yeah. there is that. And then I think in terms of obviously they've lost size at the Mavs, right? Yeah. But they gain the experience of one Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. You saw what he did when he was at the uh, Brooklyn the Nets. Nets. Yeah. He he was a great player at the Nets. He's a great shooter. He hasn't uh, he hasn't gone back to that Dinwiddie. But, yeah, I was, was about to Washington. say when he went to Washington, somehow that Spencer disappeared. Maybe it's because y'all wouldn't let him play for Nigeria. But that's another yeah, story that altogether. Because be <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to play for Nigeria, y'all wouldn't let him. But um, let's hope he, he goes to Dallas and and, and now he he becomes that that, that Spencer Dinwiddie that was at the the, the Brooklyn Nets. I mean. I mean if anything, he's got the talent, he's got the ability to do stuff, and maybe he just needs that change of scene to be in Dallas and, and to do stuff. I think, though, that Davis Bertans is a really interesting one, because he, the Latvian laser, as they call him, yep. is a great shooter, but hasn't since he got paid in Washington, his form dropped off a cliff. And that bag would do it to you, Cyrus. It, it, Try it paying be. me. I'm going to start missing podcasts. <laughs> Pay me. <laughs> that is incredible. Uh, that's why you're never going to get paid. Um, but Bertans gives you shooting that they don't yeah. necessarily have or didn't necessarily have from the likes of, of Porzingis. And the other thing is that he, he, because he plays a bit smaller, you know, it gives him uh, the ability to just space the floor a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's not giving you much defense, and I think that's where Dallas still have a problem. Uh, but we'll see what happens there. But in Dallas, where do you think Spencer fits in? Who is he going to be benching? Look, it, it really, for me, comes down to how many minutes somebody like Tim Hardaway Jr. would play, and I think he's out injured at the moment. So you know, and, But and then, Tim also hasn't been that guy. Don't you think maybe then Tim... Tim should go to the bench and Spencer should start? Look, well, it's not like Tim's really been starting everything. Mm. Just remember that they're playing Jalen Brunson as the sort of one guard to Lucas two yeah. guard. So, you know, you could almost play uh, Spencer Dinwiddie as your as your one with Luca as the two and have them swap. Um, and and because it gives you and, and then Spencer is not a short guard either. He, he's yeah. quite a reasonably sized. Look, guard. He's, he's he's yeah, he's a reasonably sized guard is a I guess the best way to describe him. Um, but he's also one of those guys who can drive to the hole, mm-hmm. score, um, can shoot the ball. Whereas Jalen Brunson really is your traditional facilitator. Yeah, that isn't what Spencer Dinwiddie is, and and we saw that in Washington. And so yeah. it gives you the ability to to change things up and and really try and and go for people who are scorers because playoff basketball comes down to who who can make a shot, 
right? right? And and I think Dinwiddie is the kind of guy who'll be like, look, if I need to, I can, um, and I can also help take the ball out of Luca's hands for for extended periods of games, give him some ability to rest, where you might be playing Brunson and Dinwiddie uh, together in the team. So it gives him a little bit more flexibility, like I was talking about with Harden. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's not a superstar. Um, and and there's also other trades that could happen because you know Goran Dragic has gone to the Spurs. There's talk of him getting bought out, and the buyout market is still open. Yeah. So what happens if Dragic ends up in in Dallas? Because I know they've been wanting him for a while. He's Luca's international teammate. So yeah. you know, there's a lot of stuff that that could still happen. I want to move off this though because the last trade I want to talk about is one that involves our African brother, and that's Dennis Schroeder um, leaving the Boston Celtics. The Celtics trading Schroeder, Ennis Freedom, um, and Bruno Fernando to the Rockets. Yep. For Daniel Tice, who heads back to um, didn't to they trade? Tice? So, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it was under a different dispensation. Kinda, okay. You know? uh, so it's, it's like one of those baby comeback situations. But when you look at it, how many comebacks have they had at, at, at the Celtics? You've got Al Horford. Al Horford, yeah. Uh, Daniel Tice is there. You know, so I, I think Brad Maybe Sammy Ojeleye needs to make a, a call or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It might happen. You never know. But Schroeder on the Rockets is probably going to get bought out. His contract's relatively small. And yeah. if that happens, because they've got guards, they don't need him. Um, he could be a good piece. And I've seen stories about the Lakers been snipping around Dennis Schroeder again. I mean, you know, can you imagine not wanting to pay him? Then he leaves. Then you sign him again on a, on a really low deal. and he Lower he, than he what helps. you wanted to give him yeah. in the first place. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. Uh, they, they, need, they need something. The Lakers need something. Um, what is your thought on that move? Look, uh, I think I'm with you on that one, Cyrus. It, it seems like one of those deals where they, they, it just didn't work in Boston for, for Dennis, and they offload him because he's an easy offload, and uh, he might get bored out because the, I, I don't think the, the, the Rockets are looking for a guard like Schroeder at the moment, and, yeah. and uh, he, he's also a decent pickup. He, he hasn't ha- had the best of forms, though, I must admit, because at the beginning of the season, I was like, Okay, everybody was laughing at the guy that dropped the bag and yep. got, got the low pay, and and, and he's going to show everybody this season. And then, uh, funny enough, he's actually on my fantasy team. Yeah, let's just say um, I've been slightly underwhelmed. But then again, I, I think sometimes it's also environments. Maybe Boston wasn't the place. Maybe. Free Dennis, that's what I say. Um, we're going to leave the trade discussion there. We're, we're running out of time, as always. <laughs> but we've got another big topic to cover. This is the bumper episode. So d- just remember, everybody, we are going to go a little bit longer on this one. So keep keep listening because there's good stuff. Um, let's look at the All-Star Game draft. First and foremost, uh. I mean, this is one of the, the most fun things to watch in that schoolyard um, pickup game. I'll pick that guy. You pick that guy. I love the format. But it's best when both captains have got personality. And Kevin Durant treated this kind of like, oh, this is just a formality i got to go through. Kevin Durant is beginning to develop the personality of a grapefruit. <laughs> I, I, I think he's got burner accounts he would rather be opening and and and, and people he would rather be arguing with or but, straight up hooping he, yeah, like I, you just know, focusing on play let, let me just go hoop I, I, I don't have time for tv appearances i will say one thing though that you know in kevin's defense maybe he's just sick of the media 
Maybe he's just sick of it and having to it do all of this It comes with the stuff. territory, Cyrus. Look, it's like you getting sick of that microphone. Well, how are we going to make mean, It is what it podcast. is. That's why he ends up, he, he does these appearances, does what he needs to, but you know, he does the bare minimum when it comes to the media stuff. And, and I think it's just who he is. He prefers to you, have his friends. You and see then, why it should have been Team Yanis, right? Because Team Yanis would have been exciting. Maybe that should be why Yanis should have done better. Um, <laughs> because people would have voted for him more. I love Yanis. How much more do you want? Well, as much champion, as KD. Champion, finals MVP. One of the most entertaining but but why do the fans ever? the fans all voted because KD's been lighting it up. So I, th- I think Africa slept. We won't sleep next time. Yeah, Africa look, slept. We don't have burner accounts, and we've got our data for other things. Um, <laughs> but it was interesting to see how the picks went, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And you know, as much as I, I talk smack about LeBron James or what have you, he really looks like a fun guy to be around, and and he has a lot of fun on this. I, on I would this invite him for a barbecue any day. I, I'd probably go to his house for a barbecue. <laughs> um, I think the, the steaks would be better. Than I was about to say, he'll <laughs> probably have better food. <laughs> <laughs> and drinks. You know, LeBron James is that guy. The goat on everything. Maybe he'd serve goat. Um, but were you interested to see that the very first pick he made was Giannis Atendakumpo? No, I wasn't surprised. Because he knows what Giannis gives you. Whether it's playoff, Africa game. Yeah, in fact, he, he and he brought it up. Pick the up hardest game. playing guy in the All-Star <laughs> game. Giannis Atendakumpo. I, I think Yanis, he probably plays with his woman and goes, okay, let's play one-on-one. And she gets scared. <laughs> Are you sure, honey? Yeah. yeah, I'll take it easier. Nah. Yanis has already said he never takes it easy on anyone. Um, there you go. So, you know, I, I see it as a great pick. I'm, I remember when we did our starters draft, Yanis was probably the first pick there. So, you know, yeah. it makes sense. And, and Kevin Durant then responding with, okay, you take Yanis, I'll take Joel Embiid. Um, you gotta go Africa. Yeah, it's the jollof jollof thing. That I mean, I don't know how much Cameroonian jollof you get, but um, <laughs> I, I really love that pick because you know if KD was playing, it would be great to see KD and Joel on the same team. These guys are like Twitter trolls for days and weeks. Yeah. Um, then LeBron picks Steph Curry, and then for me, the surprise. Yeah. KD picks Ja Morant. I actually wasn't that surprised. Really? Yes, because first of all, I'm sure by that time he was already upset with James Harden. No, look, <laughs> James Harden's not a starter, and yes, he was. <laughs> he was already upset with James Harden, and, and, and he, he was like, you know what, I, I, I'm just in my fields, but this youngster, though. But I think that's it. Ja Morant is so exciting, so electrifying that you got to have him. And the reason yeah. I say it's surprising is because you still have the the reigning MVP on the, on the table there in, in Nikola Jokic. But... You've already picked. Yeah, you you really got, well you got you got Embiid, who's basically a competitor to Jokic. So I mean, I, I get it, though. You know, when you look so at, so you're gonna uh, play Twin Towers. Well, I mean, that's what LeBron's <laughs> doing, right? Because so then it goes Morant on team uh, uh, on Team Durant. Yeah. Uh, Demar Derozan goes to Team LeBron. Durant picks Jason Tatum, pick. and and they've got history. Um, Nikola Jokic ends up at Team LeBron, and then Trey yep. Young and Andrew Wiggins, by default, the last two guys on the board, go to Team Durant. And Trey Young uh, matching up against Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins also there. I mean, he's matching up against who? Demar Derozan. You know, yeah. it's a, it's an interesting f- uh, starting lineup. Um, the reserves, though, is where all of the magic happened. <laughs> um, you know, and I guess we talk about that, and let's start with. The fact that James Harden just kept plummeting and plummeting and plummeting and how nobody was picking him till the end where the the TNT presenters and Ernie Johnson, 
uh, Charles Barkley, Shaq, Shaq, and 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 um, uh, oh, come on, you're not even going to help me out here. Come on, uh, Kenny, uh, the, Kenny Jet the Jet Smith. Smith. Um, you are getting old, Cyrus. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, they just kept poking the bear. Chuck in particular. Yeah. Oh, you're really going to leave him down there? Oh, and then they started <laughs> laughing. And LeBron James had to cover his face as, as James Harden kept, Look, you know, he was like the hot potato. Cyrus, all things considered, right? James Harden last night was that ki- kid on the playground with the cooties. Yeah. You know, like, okay, all, ain't nobody touching uh, that kid with the, the cooties. Guy, I mean, we, we've, we've been on the court and we've seen those guys who come wearing work boots. And you're like, am I really going to pick work boots or dress shoes guy? Look, uh, okay, dress shoes guy, no, but I know work boots guy at least got a three on him. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's really hectic in the paint. So, yeah, James Harden ends up getting picked last by Team LeBron because Kevin Durant says, oh, yeah, I need size. And then he picks Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, not many times when you'll see people picking Rudy Gobert over James Harden. But the first pick was an interesting one as well because Kevin Durant, the first pick of the second round, picks Devin Booker. You know, you know the books. The, the books is that guy. I was he, hoping you'd be a starter. You know, he was one of my starter selections. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I know, I know. Just never made it there. Um, and and Booker is he is just so good. But what and the, I say it's interesting because then you look at it and you got Luka Doncic who gets picked by by um, LeBron James as the second pick of the second round. And I mean, wow, what a what a guy to be able to call on. Yeah, Luka Luka a great ball. I, I dig. I, I really really like Luka. Yeah. But what was then? crazy was so you know Durant says yeah I think I need some size so he picks Carl Anthony Towns really good selection yeah and then the bun fight around Darius Garland where LeBron picks him he says he's a, he's a um, oh he's based in Cleveland I gotta go back with one of my guys yeah uh, you know from oh from yeah and land. it's taking place in the in, land so exactly. why not have the land boy exactly and when you look at team LeBron you've got him Steph Curry born in Ohio yeah um, in in Akron same as LeBron. Then you, you've got Darius Garland who plays in Cleveland. Yep. So there's a lot of Cleveland bias towards that team. Um, and then the back and forth from there because LeBron picks Darius Garland. Zach Levine is, is selected by Durant. Chris Paul by LeBron James because obviously that's his boy. DeJounte Murray then gets picked by Durant a lot higher. And, and I like that selection. Jimmy Butler goes to to Team LeBron. Chris Middleton is then selected by by Durant. Wow. Donovan Mitchell by by uh, LeBron. LeBron. Lamelo Ball by Durant. That's a fantastic selection because you then have so you got Lamelo Ball and Jamarant dude on, on Team Durant. Unbelievable, wow. unbelievable. There's gonna be some speed on that team and and the the skills. I mean, it's it's gonna be fan. It's gonna be fantastic. Fred, Fred Van Fleet was the, the the last LeBron selection before the fourth selection of James Harden with Rudy Gobert in between Van Fleet and Harden. So first of all, Jason Tatum is on is replacing Durant as Durant. Starter. Yeah. So you got Jason Tatum, Ja Morant, and Lamelo Ball. You yeah. know how much speed that is. Look and and Zach Levine. This is a heck of a lot, there of, is a lot of guys. Speed. I, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, when I look at these these rosters, um, yeah. it's going to be a fun All-Star game. It's going to be a fun All-Star weekend. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it. Like, you know, I mean, and it's, it's, it's really soon. Hashtag team no sleep, right? Yeah. I mean, well, you know, <laughs> I sleep and then wake up for stuff. Uh, there's no need for me to nah, be keep staying up all night because I am useless if I don't get any rest. Um, and that's happening, I think, um, not this coming weekend, but uh, but the week after. Yeah. So, you know, everybody, make sure you're tuned in for all of the All-Star Game stuff. We're going to round off 
our podcast with our favorite thing, the post-up betting corner powered by Betcoza. Yes, sir. Um, before we actually do that, who do you think is going to win that All-Star game? Uh, Team LeBron. I never bet Always. against he's the never King. He's never lost. I never he's, bet against He's the never King. lost when he's captained. Yeah. Uh, and, and KD says, no, we're going to do it to beat him in Cleveland. He brought uh, back some memories there, bud. He too brought soon. back some memories. Too soon. It's never too soon. <laughs> Kevin Durant, throw those daggers in. Right, let's get into the post-up betting corner powered by Betcoza uh, with his five games to watch. Let's recap last week's action. So we made five selections. Yeah. Um, of those five selections, Counter, how many do you think you got? All of them. Well, you did I'm not. that guy. You did not. Um, in <laughs> fact, you got one of them right. <laughs> one is better than none. That is very true. It was very close. There's a couple of them that we both got wrong. I got two right. So two out of five. We both fail, but wow. um, but I fail a little less badly than you. Um, wow. So, so like I came 100th and you came 99th. Yeah, basically. You want your know, participation trophy out here. But I'm going <laughs> to rock that participation trophy, the medal that comes with it, all of the above. So on Sunday morning, that will be – well, actually, we, we've tried to make it um, – you know, keep the five games together. It is the um, Super Bowl weekend, so there's not a lot of action happening on Sunday. So when yeah. I say Sunday morning, it's really sort of late Saturday, 2 a.m. Uh, Sunday morning, you've got the Grizzlies playing the Hornets. That will be a fun game. Who are you picking in that game? Uh, I got the Hornets. Hornets for you? I'm going Grizzlies. They've been blowing teams out. It's been incredible to see. That's happening 2 a.m. Central African time. Then you also have the Cleveland Cavaliers taking on the 76ers. That's 2.30 a.m. Central African time. Cavs versus Sixers happening in Philly. Doozy. Because the Cavs have been impressive recently. So, so I'll say this, right? We don't know if there's going to be a miracle around Kevin Durant's, uh, Kevin Durant, uh, James Harden's, uh, you know, a hamstring, hamstring injury. injury yeah. um, nor do we know if Ben Simmons will miraculously become uh, available. The rumor is he's traveled with the, uh, to Miami um, to be with the team. So, nice. you know, he might just play in that game, um, which we'll mention next, which is the Nets versus the Heat. That's happening at 3 a.m. But going back to Cavs, Sixers, who do you pick? I got to go with the Sixers. Sixers for I, I, you. I, I, uh, uh, my man Joel Embiid hasn't let me down too Well, much. you're saying this without knowing that he let you down twice last week. Um, I'm going with the Cavs in this one. I think that the Cavs, are, they've, they've got some stuff to show. I think they're really going to go for it. And uh, it, it could be quite a, it should be a fun game. Uh, Jared Allen, Karis LeVert went back to, to, to join his so buddy. The, so the reunion, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good. Um, then we've got Nets versus Heat. And uh, I know Kevin Durant is not playing. No, it's, it's a heat win. So, Charles. heat for you. I Goes mean, without saying, it's a heat win. Yeah, I think In so In Miami, too. great weather, nice visitors. <laughs> even <laughs> even if Ben Simmons does play, nah, heat all day. Yeah. I'm going heat as well. Now, at 3.30 in the morning, just starting 30 minutes after that Nets heat game, is potentially the game of the weekend, which is the Lakers taking on the Warriors at, uh, at, at, in, in uh, Golden State. Lord. Chase Center. Chase Center. San Francisco. Yeah. Ah, Cyrus. This is a tough one. Because I'm a Laker fan. But the Warriors have been on a tear. I think... They've, they've lost two in a row, Counter. Yeah, the but they haven't played the Lakers. <laughs> they were not playing the they Lakers at the time. to the Knicks. Yeah, there was that. But I, I, I think they just put the... They, they took their foot off the pedal because they were just thinking... So you're, say, you're saying Warriors. I think Warriors in this one. Okay, um... You know what's really wild here? Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to say Warriors, 
because my heart is telling me to, but I have a sneaking suspicion that the Lakers are going to win that game. In fact, you know what, Counter? I'm changing my pick. I'm going Lakers. And, and, and Russell Westbrook's going to shoot the winning three, right? I think that the <laughs> Warriors don't have an answer for size. They okay. struggle with, with teams who've got some pretty dominant bigs, and Anthony Davis has been playing well. Okay. So that's why I'm going Lakers in that game. Um, wow, I can't believe I did that. As a Warriors fan, anyway, it hurts, but you've gone against your team in that one, so we've swapped there. Uh, Sunday night, the last game of this uh, post-up betting corner, you've got the Atlanta Hawks um, away to the Boston Celtics. That's happening at 9 p.m. Um, Central African time Sunday night. Hawks or Celtics? I got Hawks. Okay, Hawks playing away. Um, and Trey got he, ice in them veins. Yeah, ice. that he does. None but ice. I'm going to go with Celtics in that one. I think the Celtics will win at home. The Green Army. Mm, okay. I think they'll win at home. And and because for me, I think it's Daniel Tice will be a really good addition to to them because they need that defense and rebounding. So mm-hmm. I think that will help. So I'm, I'm going Celtics in that one. Um, Counter, that's our post-up betting corner, powered by Betcoza. Um I just have to, to give some T's and C's. No persons under the age of 18 years are permitted to gamble. Winners know when to stop. There's a national responsible gambling program, and the number to get a hold of them on is 0800-006-008. That's in South Africa. Or WhatsApp help on 076-675-0710. Um, it's been a proper bumper episode this week, Kanda. It needed to be, Cyrus. We, we had so much to cover. I mean, we didn't even finish talking about all the trades, uh, the changes of the teams. I mean, way, way, way. It, even much. the recent departure of Eric Bledsoe from the Clippers, you know, we, we didn't even get time to touch on stuff like that yeah. and what that means for LA now making. And, and the Norman Powell move to, to the Clippers. It's it's incredible, but Cyrus, we had to do it, right? No, definitely. And I mean, look, as is that, that Harden-Simmons trade is really, really a big deal. And I think that um, we haven't even mentioned the fact that Ball Ball was let go by the by the Celtics and he's gone to the Magic. So yeah. Ball Ball and Mo Bamba in the same team. I don't know how anybody sees through the trees there. Um, and I, I just think though, trade deadline. This is the last question. You know, I was like, I, I, I've been keeping these bumper questions away from you. Mm-hmm. This one's more like a feel question as opposed to like question and answer thing. But do you feel like the trade deadline has been incredible this year? because of some of the players that were um, sort of available with the talks around them? Or do you think it just played out the way most trade deadlines do? No, I think it was it was very exciting. And, and I think the only thing that could have made it more exciting, Cyrus, is if the Lakers made any moves. Especially mm. they were offered John Wall and some picks, I think, and then they were like, nah, it's fine. I think we'll play out the rest of the season. We'll, we'll see what we can do in the summer with this guy. But, yeah. like, the, the whole Ben Simmons, I mean, I mean, Truth be told, Cyrus, all NBA fans have actually been borderline irritated by the absence of Ben Simmons. Like, yeah. great player, issues. I mean, it was only more, there was only one thing that came close to being as upsetting as the Ben Simmons situation, which was the Kyrie Irving situation. Yeah. And, 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 and I think it's great now that the, that brings about some closure and it's mm. exciting because it also comes with the James Harden drama, you know. I, I think it's been a great one. There have there, been other ones in the past, but this in recent years has been a great yeah. trade deadline. Yeah, I agree with you. I think this is one of the better ones, and especially the late deals and seeing yeah. the maneuvering and the will they, won't they. And, and the fact that the Ben Simmons-Harden deal managed to come through. And Cyrus. I mean, like, it's one of those things where, you know, if, if you are a basketball fan and an NBA fan and you saw that deal happen, you, it was Christmas all over again 
because it means it almost feels like there are new teams playing. Yeah. Um, from now going through towards the end. Look of the at season. some of these lineups, Cyrus. The 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 second half of the season is gonna be interesting to watch. I mean, Definitely. how how many like uh, Sacramento Kings games have been you've been watching recently? So, weirdly, I watch a lot of Kings games. I don't know why I like them. But uh, it, they'll be a lot more fun to watch I now. I think you, you and Vladdy got each other <laughs> might speed be, down. Might be related. Are you watching? Yeah. Um, and also, the other thing is that there's a, um, a trade we haven't even spoken about, and that's Tory Craig heading back to the uh, Phoenix Suns. Oh, yes. He will be a great asset for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the Suns, they've showed that they've got what it takes, and that dismantling of the Bucks in the recent clash, ooh, revenge is high on their agenda. Uh, but Kanda, we've come to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much, my brother. Uh, you know it's always awesome. It's always a pleasure, Cyrus. You know, we do it for the love of the game, right? That is indeed why we do it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure you interact with us on our socials. We are at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook, and you can go to postupzone.com for all things Africa, uh, for, for all things NBA from an African perspective. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. From me, Cyrus. From me, Kaunda. Um, it is thank you, and thank you for taking the time to get in touch. Stay tuned for more epic podcast excellence from us next week. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>